used to be, you know what, and in the ring with Dan and Benny, hey, brother man, hey, he's about the most cat. I just love him to death. I love you. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're the best. I'm telling you, brother, in the ring with Dan and Benny. Benny. Yeah. We love you. Thank Woo. you so much, Dan. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spastiano, joined as always. This is the point where I would always introduce the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. However, this is a special episode, Benny. We are rechristening you today. So I am joined, as always, by the Long Island Iced Bee, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? The original Long Island Iced Bee. And, you know, normally I'd be cheerful trying to get my new gimmick over. But uh, actually, Dan, uh, today is a pretty st- sad day in the wrestling community. And from my own personal experience, five years ago today, it was a Wednesday morning. I was working at as a finance manager for uh, Maury's Brooklyn Park Nissan in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. I was in, a, in my office with a customer. It was about 930 in the morning. I had my phone on my desk. And I see an incoming call from uh, Mike Miggett, who's uh, he's been on our show with with uh, Dominic and was was a uh, very uh, close friend, personal friend of Bruno's. And I couldn't get the phone, but I had this sickening feeling in my stomach that that it wasn't going to be a good phone call because I knew that Bruno was uh, was sick. And uh, then uh, once the, I couldn't wait till the customer left, and I, I listened to the voicemail, and it was exactly what I thought, and just just the. The heartbreak in, in in Mike's voice was it was it was I mean it was heartbreaking just to listen to to you know his anguish but um, so it was five years ago today that that Bruno left us and for me a, a quick Bruno story the very first time that I saw Bruno on TV I think it was 1967 I was all of uh, 12 years old and um, Ray Morgan was interviewing Bruno and. Um, at that time, he would say Ray would say to Bruno at the end of the interview, Bruno, say something for your uh, your Italian friends. And he cut a, an Italian promo. And uh, I mean, it was the first time I ever saw him. So I screamed into the kitchen. My mom was making something and uh, she came and she translated for me. Now, my mom, who never, ever saw a single wrestling match in her entire life, uh, made the comment that Bruno seemed very humble and sincere. And she she definitely she definitely nailed that one. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny. We always talk about history. I've been just watching some old shows recently and a couple what about two or three weeks ago, I watched WrestleMania two. Uh, that was 1986. And if you remember, Bruno was a special guest in the uh, Battle Royal. Battle Royal highlight, yeah, it, was yeah. in, it was in three different cities. Now, you figure this was 10 years at oh, what the better part of 10 years after he'd retired from full time competition. He'd already been kind of on the down, I don't want to say downslope, but, you know, he, he'd been slowly stepping away from the limelight at that point, and he was still the biggest star in the match. And he was over and 50, was, yeah. Yeah, and and, and ran cir- danced circles around those guys. But I'll tell you what, speaking of uh, speaking of ageless wonders, we've got a, a friend coming back today. Benny, why don't you uh, tell everybody who we've got online with us, because this is going to be sure. a fun show. Yes, sir. So uh, we've had this chat. We had this gentleman on our show on uh, Valentine's Day. Or uh, VD for short, because as you know, one can easily lead to the other. 
Uh, but before we get into the, all that controversy, I I, I want to. You talked about giving me the, uh, the the new nickname, the original Long Island Ice B, which actually is a very old nickname. But we'll get into that on the next show. But um, I want to bestow a nickname upon our guests. So wrestling has uh, wrestling's had royalty since the beginning of time. Eddie um, Ernie led. And Jerry Lawler were kings. You had uh, Prince Iukea, and you even had the Duke of Dorchester. But um, I would like to bequeath to our guest the title, the Earl of Upsets, which is Big Ron Shaw. Ron, welcome back. What do you think of that name? Oh, holy smokes. What, a, <laughs> what an introduction, man. The Earl of Upsets. Wow. Hey, let me tell you something. Coming from you guys who have such one of the greatest shows out there with the quality of guests you have, like Mike Messiah, who, who I watch all the time, okay? You had a great guest last week, Keith Elliott, so forth. And these guys are thorough. They, they know their stuff, historians like you guys, writers like you guys, and, and bestowing that name upon me like that, man, that, I, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. That is a great name. That, that's yours really, forever. I really now. thank you for that. Thank you. We should copyright that. <laughs> Maybe we don't I want will. anybody stealing it out on you. Right. No. Yeah. Where's uh, uh we got to throw oh, that well, on a T-shirt before somebody runs off of it. Upsets than me, then it's a different story. See what I mean? <laughs> they don't. Oh, that's great. The, well, only, uh, the only person that has more upsets is my ex-girlfriend's cooking. <laughs> horrible, horrible, Benny. Uh. Ron, in one of our, our previous interviews, you used the analogy of having a promoter hire you being very similar to a job interview. Um, I mean, I, I imagine graduating from Kowalski School, uh, Killer Kowalski School is the equivalent of, per, per, if that's the case, then that's got to be the equivalent of possessing an Ivy League degree. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're affiliated, our sponsors, Jimmy Valiant's uh, Boogie Wrestling Camp, and, and Benny is the uh, commissioner, you know, um, of BWC. So do you feel that uh, your Kowalski diploma, so to speak, uh, helped your career? Or you know, can, can you uh, maybe uh, perhaps say a word to aspiring wrestlers about the value of a good wrestling school? Well, I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, with Kowalski being a main eventer for 30 years, uh, how much experience can you have? I mean, you just can't. I mean, this, this, this man taught you holds, counter holds, and – you know, bumps, how to take bumps. But you know what's more important is that learning the timing and the psychology of professional wrestling and knowing when to register, sell, and die in the ring. I mean, only an experienced professional wrestler with, with, with so many years like these guys. And, and Jimmy Valiant. Look, Jimmy Valiant was, was one of my favorite wrestlers back in, the, back in the day. I know he goes by the boogie woogie man, but I could still consider him handsome Jimmy Valiant. I looked up to these guys, him and Johnny Bellion, and even wrestled uh, Johnny and Jerry in the IWF. But uh, this, it's, it's, you know, what you want to look for in a teacher is experience. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Bellion certainly is no question about it. He's going to give you the experience that he's had for probably 30 plus years in the business. Well, uh, you know, Benny, the beginning of the show, he he christened you the Earl of Upsets. We talked in detail about your upsets last time you were on. Um, I mean, we don't need to rehash, especially that long list. We'll be here till next week. Uh, but I do want to throw a couple of names that we missed. Uh, Tony Guerrera, S.D. Jones, Salvatore Belomo, and, and Manuel Soto. Uh, I mean, but I, 
I do want to talk about your time in the IWF. Uh, you were very much over there, huge babyface, and really one of their top stars. Um, we Benny talked about Bruno at the top of the hour. He Bruno was quite eloquent in his praise for you at the IWF. Um, how do you feel in that case? Because you know we, we obviously talked about the respect everyone had for Bruno of someone of that level pointing at you and saying that guy's got it. That guy's the, a big star. Well, you know, first of all, you know, these IWF tapes, and I know you've seen them, which had just have been released over the last two or three months. I think it was February that we released. And there were probably about five, five or six of them. And uh, I first came in there, you know, we, we did Kowalski's Bedlam for Boston that we merged with Bruno and Dominic Danucci. And uh, I was still coming in as Ron the Bandit Shaw, and they gave me a partner of Hans, uh, the mad, mad German, and uh, um, we, we, were, we were tearing up the competition. Um, he turned on me in a match on TV, and then I became a babyface, and, uh, uh, you know, Bruno was talking about me all the time, you know, saying that, you know, Ron Shaw, you know, he, he had the, the tactics that, that, you know, he broke the rules all the time, but he can actually surely wrestle, which I was demonstrating on TV. And we did a full year of this TV. And even though we did, the TV eventually fell off after a year and we went on for another year uh, doing the IWF promotions. But, you know, Bruno, you know, not only said those great kind words about me and, and Bruno was my favorite wrestler of all time. There's no question about it. But he also interviewed me on one of those IWF tapings. And it was a four or five minute interview. And I'll tell you something, I, I hope that just comes to light because there's a lot of great video out there. And, you know, the IWF, I cannot forget about the IWF because it was two years of my life. You know, I did this for 20 years, but it was two years of my life. And um, there's a lot of history in the IWF. I've seen a number of those those uh, videos on YouTube, and it's just excellent stuff. I think Mike Mittman uh, was the announcer. Bruno was the color commentator. You had you. You had uh, David San Martino, who wrestled as Bruno Jr. I remember uh, Davey O'Hannon. You had um, – I'm trying to think who else. I believe you had Johnny Valiant. Johnny Valiant, Jerry Valiant. You had um, also um, – oh, uh, well, we had, we had Rocky Jones who was Mike Master. Right. Yeah, you had the Kelly brothers. Um and, and a lot of a lot of other stars. You had you had uh, um um Damian Kane who was Ed Bonzo. He yes. started out his career there. And and there were there were a lot of stars, you know, when we did when we started doing these tapings, they were first well, of course they were in Allentown, but we did them at the Mountainville Gymnasium. And in one of those one of those videos that you'll see is, is the people are just going wild. I mean, what a what an atmosphere. And then we switched over to the one of the hotels there in downtown Allentown and we did the tapings in the ballroom uh there. But it it was a much quieter crowd. You can only get so many people in there, but we did what we did. But then they moved out to Dorney Park. Um, where it was still a little bit more subdued uh, of crowd, you know, they, they got into it and so forth, but, uh, that's where we pretty much finished the tapings. We're all in uh, Dorney park. And then, uh, but, but there's a lot of video out there yet to come, uh, you know, with, with, with Hans Schroeder turning on me in the ring and on TV and, uh, uh, it bloodied me up pretty good, but, uh, we, we did, we did end up having our, uh, our matches down the road. Uh, so yeah, it was interesting times. I think you can uh, look it up. I think I found it under International Wrestling on uh, YouTube. It's definitely worth watching. I, I mean, each show is about close to an hour. 
I found about four or five of them. I think there's a couple more I haven't seen, but um, definitely worth the watch. So, Ron, Mr. Uh, Earl of Upset, uh, as much as I hate to bring this up, we do have an, un- an issue of unfinished business. Now, I know that you're enjoying uh, your, your life of leisure in Florida. You're hanging out at the country club, playing golf, swimming, working out, you know, in, in general, reaping the fruits of a very successful and, and you know, well-earned life. But uh, when you were here last on the 14th of February, uh, you requested some uh, very specific things from uh, Mike Monty of Monty and the Pharaoh. Now, let me just list them real quick, make sure I have them all right. They included a first-class flight to New York, a five-star hotel, a huge steak, a bottle of your favorite wine, which is, I believe, a 1946 Sauvignon, and both of those at a five-star star restaurant, and then an appearance on Monty and the Pharaoh with a personal apology from Mike Monty. And at that time, you gave Mike what I thought was a very reasonable deadline of uh, 60 days to deliver. So here we are, and that's actually 63 days later, and unless I'm missing something, you have received what we say in Italian is a gatsangul. Right, which is uh, Italian for nothing. It's really not nothing. It's something a little bit different, but but basically close enough. And now I do have a statement from your attorney, uh, who at the pro, uh, the present uh, desires to remain anonymous. But um, with your permission, I'd like to read this real quick. Absolutely, you can go right ahead because I did get a, uh, a phone call from their office today, and uh, they told me that uh, he wouldn't be able to appear on the show. But yes, you can go right ahead. Perfect, perfect. So it's from their law office, and it's regarding uh, Shaw versus Monty Jr. Uh, regarding the above, Mr. Shaw has, for the moment, decided not to pursue legal action against Mr. Monty or the Monty and the Farrow television show. Mr. Shaw certainly has valid legal grounds to pursue a civil lawsuit on the grounds of libel and slander. And in my legal opinion, said lawsuit is quite meritorious and would certainly result in a financial windfall for Mr. Shaw. However, Mr. Shaw is a most compassionate man and does not want the Monty family to endure financial hardships caused solely by the inane comments by Mike Monty. Additionally, court appearances would interfere with Mr. Shaw's more important commitments of swimming and golf at his country club. Mr. Shaw, however, does expect a full apology. The deadline for the aforementioned apology will be extended to May 11th at the behest of Mr. Shaw. So uh, I know that you're you're not a man to be messed with or disrespected. Uh, you were on social media last week and mentioned that you have a huge announcement. Uh, do you want to share that now? Yes, I do. And, you, and let me tell you something, you guys. You know, I, I'm happy of course, to be back on your show for a third time, but I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't happen. But we're here today. And, you know, when you guys asked me, when I was talking about having a big announcement that I wanted to make, you said, would I be stepping back in the ring? Well, it all depends. So here's, well, here's what pretty much I have to say. I want to challenge Michael Monty Jr. to step into the ring with me. Oh, okay? Correct. Step into the oh, ring wow. with me. Oh, because, uh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay, because obviously he doesn't want to apologize to me. But let me tell you something. Here's the benefits of it if he steps into the ring with me. Okay, I had talked to a promoter already down the road who was putting on a huge pay-per-view event later this year, and he would be happy to add our match onto there. Now I don't know nothing about Michael Monty. Does he know his? Does he know what martial arts? Is he a street fighter? Uh, does he even wrestle? I wrestle too. But let me tell you something. Here's what's in it for Michael Monty, not to only get paid, but if he beats me, 
He could get his hand raised, and for the first time in his life, he could become a somebody. Or he could walk out of the ring a crippled. It's a chance I've got to take. It's a chance he's got to take. And that's what I wanted to do. He doesn't want to return my phone calls. Hey, I called him for, hey, for months after that hey, Ron, show. What? Ron, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. Benny, yeah. we... I, I apparently we need to update the IT pay or, or whoever our security guy is because this is supposed to be a closed network and I'm actually getting right. an outside call. We got we, hacked. We don't we don't have a call in number. I don't even no. have this person infiltrated on our network. Hello, caller, are you you there? Hello? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? That oh no. Like, no, could that be? Who's this? Who's that this? Sounds like Monty. Me. This Who? is me, one half of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Oh, you got you got to be kidding me. What the internet? So, Ron, when we're talking about lipstick on a pig, I'm going to point the finger at you. So let's start here. First of all, I don't know what your problem is, okay? You came on the show. Some questions. I already told you. Farrow is not a softball show. You do softball shows like you did a couple of weeks ago with this fat guy where he just asked you questions about who you wrestled or whatever else. That's not what we do. Man, I grew up on you, Ron. I respected you, and I respected you to be man enough to at least answer questions and not rehash the same dribble you do every time you're in an interview. And now you just continually harass me, harass the show, putting out videos. You know how, many, you know how large our fan base is, and every single one of them hate your... And Ron... I'm not going to wrestle you. I'm not stupid. Okay? You are an icon in the sport. Also a clown. Mm. I don't play with clowns. Okay. All right. Very interesting. First of all, Monty, I don't know why you're calling into the show because this is a classy show. You should be back there in Long Island doing what you do. Okay? Let me let me just tell you explain something to you. I am not going to insult you. Okay, you know, a long time ago, you told me before we even did our interview, we, we talked and, 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 and you know, it, it was it was good talk and everything. And you told me how much you love your listeners and that you would do anything that you can for them, and, you know, within reason. And, 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 you know, I admire you for that, Monty. But let me tell you something. You know, I had to go on these shows every single time. Every, wait, 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 let me finish. Yeah, I, let, I let you speak, Monty. Let me speak. Okay, I had I had to go on these shows after seeing one comment after another, putting me down on your shows, on the videos that I had sent in to you, and nobody, there was nobody who was complimenting me. I only got compliments from the other shows, not because you know why they're classy people. The people you have on your show are trash. Okay, they're uneducated. Did any of them ever get beyond fifth grade? I don't think they did. Okay? I have I have I have talked on this sports talk 101 with Chris Centennial about a month ago, and I and I had to talk about four or five of those low lifes 
that from your show. They don't want to talk about my wrestling career. They want to talk about my gold necklace or my tan. One fat lady calls in Ron Show will never be in the WWE. Well, she'll never have a husband or a boyfriend because she's 500 pounds. That's probably what the case is. But you know something, Mike? I, I watched your show last Thursday, and I only watched it because of your special guest, who I'm a fan of, and you know who I'm talking about, okay? And you put on two of my videos. Now, what, what disturbed me was is that right after that, you started mocking me. And what I did is I went onto your live chat, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but I said, you know what? It's easy for you guys to belittle me from 1,200 miles away, but how about face-to-face? And then people started chatting. And they started chatting. They said, Big Ron Shaw is in the house. And then I get, this, I get this one live chat comment from this Mitch Seinfeld. Ron Shaw is a star in his own mind. Ron Shaw is a superstar. And you even said it, Monty, on your show. So Mitch Seinfeld, go get an education somewhere. But here's my problem to give you an idea of what low-class people you have. R.J. Hudson. Why give this nobody a platform he did nothing in the business. Well, let me tell R.J. the fat pig Hudson one thing. I am in the Hall of Fame, IWF Hall of Fame. I've got the most upsets in professional wrestling. I've got the biggest upset in professional wrestling. And I am one of the most sought-after sought after guests on every show. I've got shows every single week. I've even turned down shows. But this big fat slob, and I'm surprised that he was even up 9 o'clock watching your show because he's got to get up in the morning, work for the city, and clean the piss and the feces off the sidewalks from all the deadbeats that live on there. Or maybe he lives on there, the homeless. But let me tell you something, that big fat slob, Hudson. You look at his little picture there, okay? And he's he's, he's putting me down. Let me tell you something else about him. I'll bet you when he gets together at Thanksgiving and Christmas with his family, they stick him in another room because they don't want to spoil their appetite looking at that big fat slob. Guys, guys. Whoa, Whoa, what? Okay, okay. Well, I, I, now... Uh, Mike, I know that you know we had we read uh, the statement from from Ron's attorney. Um, what about you? Are you you going at the solo? Well, give me one second here. First of all, you're so popular, lawyer doesn't even show up to the show. I'll reach out to Mitch Seinfeld and I'll reach out to R.J. Hudson and our entire fans, and we'll all donate. Or a GoFundMe page, because that's what you old wrestlers do, right? You get GoFundMe pages to, to take care of your lives because you spent all your money. I don't spend any of my money. I'll go on my website. I just bought a brand new 2022 Corvette. Yeah, you might show it off. I got them on my website. I don't bullshit. I've got more money than you and Long Island have together. Hudson's been flinging burgers for eight dollars an hour, and you make fun of the guy, right? He's got one arm, and you know what? My partner Jimmy hasn't had a decent bowel movement since the last time he's been on our show, dude. Okay, but here's the deal. That's Didn't definitely TMI. Have... But listen, if Jimmy was on here, you know what? I guarantee if Jimmy was on here, there'd be a problem. But I do have someone, and he will speak for me moving forward. Because clearly something went wrong with you, Ron. You've become completely soft in your life. And now you're calling lawyers because you can't deal with stuff. Well, I've got my own lawyer. Okay? I've got a lawyer from San Francisco. He's a huge Giant fan. He is very, very well known for the fact that he takes cases pro bono. He may lose most of them. Yes, 
I understand that. But he's good enough to win this case. So I'm going to introduce you to my lawyer, okay? And he will speak for me moving forward. Mr. Chubby, please. Well, well, I didn't catch your name. What's the name there? It's Chubby Tortello, death man. Oh, if it, is, oh, if it isn't, if it isn't good old legendary in his own mind, Ron Shaw, Mr. Ron Shaw, I want to let you know that personally, you have been way out of bounds in this particular legal matter. You have verbally and now physically are threatening my client, which I will not tolerate. Quite honestly, I, you know, and to be civil with you, how about a counter offer? You want to come up to Long Island, huh? Okay. Um, well, I've arranged for you to pick up from Marty's Mopeds, that's right, in sunny Florida, a moped, which you can drive down, umbrella included, in case it rains. I'm very thoughtful that way. Oi. Um, Oi. In case it rains. And as you're coming down, you'll be, you'll be glad to know that you'll be the lucky recipient of, when you get to Long Island, Levittown's best bagel boss has saved coupons for you. And then, of course, after that, you can go to the studio where you'll find the locked door because my client is not interested in engaging in your nonsense. And I know that wrestling is real, okay, buddy? You're not going to go in the ring and beat up my client. You're an insult to the business, personally. And if it wasn't for the fact that Farrell loves you, I'd really be mad. You cut my Jane Fonda workout short. I, I, I thought I, it was Slemons. Was it that you're a Richard Simmons fan? <laughs> Richard Simmons is kind of cute. Oh, would you please don't don't get off your subject? Listen, Mister Shaw, my client does not need to be bullied any further. Are we clear? Let me let me just tell you something. You you talk to my lawyer. I don't need to talk to you. You sound like you're who's your lawyer? I don't see him. Was he invisible jobber? You'll get the you'll get the name. You'll get the name. Trust me. Fair enough. Fair enough, Mr. Shaw. Now, Fair let, enough. Let me explain to you something. Wait a minute, Chubby, Chubby. I just put it up. Don't fund me. Help Ron Shaw pay for his lawyer because he spends money on wine, women, and red cars. Very interesting. You know, there's a guy in Queens who might donate a nickel, so he's off to a good start. Hmm. Well, you know something? I take that as, as one of the most insults I've ever heard. I'm a married man, number one. I wouldn't blow my money on other women. I got a woman that satisfies me, as I've been married for, for a tremendous 25, 30 years, and I enjoy my wife. And let me tell you something. I hope you enjoy your man or your doll, whatever the hell it is. Let me tell you something about the story of why I'm booked May 11th on your show, Monty. Okay? Your people from your show called me up about three weeks ago. And they said, you know, Ron, we'd like to sponsor you. All expenses paid. They were giving me a generous appearance fee to, a pay, to, to, to appear May 6th at the 80s WrestleCon. We'll fly you into Newark. You can stay in a nice hotel there that we have set up for you. I said, beautiful. I said, the appearance fee is beautiful. They called me up the next day. They said, Ron, we made a change. We said, we need you to fly into Newark, but you need to stay on Long Island because we're going to have you do the Mike and uh, Monty and the Pharaoh show. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am not going to step foot in that cesspool called New York with the criminal activity going on. Criminal, criminals going wild, okay? And the political bullshit that's going on there, I told them, forget about it. Forget about it. That's all it took was one, 24 hours to this thing to change around like it did. 
And I said, no, I said, I ain't going to appear on your show. I don't even, I don't even want to call in on your show. But you know what? They offered me something, money, and a nice appearance fee to do that. So, Monty, because of those people, I'm going to be on your show May 11th, because you know why? The money's already been transferred into my account, and I'm going to show up. Now, that doesn't mean i got to hang out long, but let me tell you something. I expect you to give me an answer. You already gave me an answer about being in the ring. But I want the other answer, and you're going to give it to me. Chubby, moving forward, my comments will only go to Dan and Benny, and they can relay my words to said Ron Shaw. Is that okay, Chubby? I actually, I agree with that wholeheartedly, Michael. Good move. Dan, Benny, please tell Mr. Shaw, finally, he's telling the truth about something. And we can appreciate the fact that he can actually tell the truth for once. Can you relay that, please? Yes. So May 11th, then, we're going to settle this? We're going to settle this on May 11th. We're going to settle this on May 11th. And, Ron, first time you're on the show, please come armed with telling truthful Monty, I'm going to be there because your people paid me already. I'm not a deadbeat, okay? I'm not a liar. I'll be there. Dan, I think we can wrap this one. Huh? I think we got. Uh, we're going to call this a double DQ. I, I think double I mean, count out, no contest. <laughs> how, how did you, get, you guys? Up? You guys better show a little more respect. I sat in the fourth row behind Toro Tanaka once. You know, I'm in the business. Watch it. Caught in the middle of this blood feud. But I, I believe so. I, I think you said uh, on the 11th, and and. Some blood will spill, it sounds like, so uh, stay tuned. Chubby, do you guys, have a shake weight by any chance? Guys, a what? A sh- a remember shake the shake weight? weight? Yeah. No, no, okay. I have a Ginsu. Okay. I have a Ginsu knife, you, you but not a shake weight. Shake weight. They're, they're pretty good. Very interesting. See you soon, Mr. Shaw. I'll make sure the Farrell's medicated. Why don't you make sure you're there on the show? I'd like to see what the hell you look like, but I'm going to make sure I eat before I look at you. Well, I have about as much hair as you. And, Ron, I'll give you one last. Well, I'm sorry. Dan and Benny, please relay this to Mr. Shaw. If he offends, there will be major problems. What was that? If he offends who? Ron, if he offends, offends our audience, more time, something to pay. With that, Mr. Shaw, best of luck. See you May 11th. Chubby. Good job, Michael. Good job, Michael. All right. Well, uh, I guess thank you, Mike, for the the call in. That was an interesting development. Ron, you heard him. You offend the audience. uh, Be held to pay. Yeah. Well, there's not going to be any hell to pay. Let me tell you something. I was already paid by his show, and I get on his show. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to do what I'm uh, what I'm going to do. If I hear any crap coming out of his mouth, I'm going to hang up. It's as simple as that. It may be a one-minute show. It may be a ten-minute show. It may be a full-hour show. But any crap comes out of his mouth, I'll hang up. It's as simple as that. So he better he better be reserved when he talks to me, and make sure he loses loses that that that, that third-rate lawyer at home because I don't need that shit. Man, who would have thought it ever would have came to this though? Holy crap! I mean, this has been going on for quite a while now. Well, I've tried calling this guy for three, four months, 
after I did that show. I said, I said, you know, you were just disrespectful. We talked about what we were going to talk about, and then you changed the whole program. So, see, this guy doesn't have an ounce of truth in his body, okay? And his fans, they believe everything that comes out of his mouth about me, okay? This is why this guy has been punched in the face so many times. His head is already doing a 360, okay? He's got a cauliflower nose already. And he's not one of the boys. He's definitely not one of the boys. He could be a ring boy. That's about it. Jeez. Guys, I, I, I think I've had it for the night. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, we, yeah, we didn't I, I completely we didn't understand. That. Definitely this apologize. Is, yeah. I, 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 you know, look, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you guys done for me in the past two shows. Um, this was the only way I could get this out. Uh, was with your show, and I appreciate that new nickname. I was going to say, look at the positive. You're coming away with a, a really great nickname that you can keep forever. Thank you. I really appreciate it. it's well-deserved. You guys, you guys, I can tell you guys respect my career, the 20 years that I did. Absolutely. And it's like I've said, in, in closing, I'm going to say this, all right? Listen to me. I was one of the little guys in this business, but a lot of interesting things happened to me along the way that put me on the map. That's why I've been on your show three times already. So, guys, thank you very much. Thank right, you, Ron. Right. We we appreciate the time, and, and we'll definitely uh, we'll fix that IT issue. Yes. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Take care. All right. Take care, Ron. Bye-bye. Well, Benny, whatever we have to do to strengthen our phone networks coming out of your cut. so. Uh, will I have anything left? <laughs> Actually, I you think you already owe me $8. I'm not I sure. I know. <laughs> but – you know, we, we wrap up a uh, a short show, Benny. I, I um I'm curious if we got to talking on the forums and something came up, and I was hoping you'd indulge me for a minute. Um, we've always gotten big into into the history side of wrestling, and uh, a recent segment that's that's really gained some popularity online um, is is something that the uh, Brian Last and Jim Cornette do on on guessing programs, and there was a, a, a chat forum on, on our page, and then another page I was in, and I was talking to some people, and I was curious because you're definitely a, a, a history buff when it comes to wrestling. If you would indulge me uh, to see how you would do with a game like that, since we we got a little bit of time to to kill on the show, we can have some fun with it. That way, we're not ending ending our episode on a blood feud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the risk of, of embarrassing myself, yeah, I'll give it a shot. What the heck? Okay. All right. So I've got a couple of cards here. These are uh, all legit. No, are they legit are they East cards. Coasters or are they? Uh... It, it could be. It could okay. be a little bit. A little bit of everything. All right. So uh, Fair all right. Match one. This was. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna look for a, a guess the territory and see see how close you can get on the year. Do we need to the location or just the? Uh... I mean, if you think you got the location, great. If not, the territory just, uh, just is fine. The territory in years is, is yeah. the winner. Okay. All right. So this card I got here, match one is Big Red against John King. Okay. Match two is Tojo Yamamoto against Sonny King. All right. Match okay. three is the Assassins. That's Assassin number one and Assassin number two against Ricky Morton and Coco Ware. Okay. Uh, match four, and I think this match, the next two will kind of give away, I think give it away, but match four is a six-man tag 
or a, a trios match, as they insist on calling it nowadays. Um, it's Danny Davis, Larry Latham, and Wayne Ferris against Hector Guerrero, Steve Regal, and Haystacks Calhoun. And the main event was for the local title, and it was Jerry Lawler defending against Dick the Bruiser. Wow. Damn. All right, so I'm going to get well, Memphis, the territory. I'm going to guess that. You are you are 100% correct on All that right. one. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of a certain year, but then you said Dick the Bruiser. Damn. And what, what was that last match again? Uh, it was Jerry Lawler defending against Dick the Bruiser, and the match before was the six-man tag with Danny Davis, Larry Latham, and Wayne Ferris against Hector Guerrero, Steve Regal, and Haystacks Calhoun. Okay, you're saying it. Okay, Coco Beware. Yep. Wow. 1979. Benny, this show was the Mid-South Coliseum. This was, of course, the CWA Memphis, Tennessee, November 26th, 1979. All right. 100%. Good for you. It's a very good year, 1979, for a number of reasons. Very, very good year for wrestling. All right, this next one is, uh, I'll give you a hint. This This one occurred within my lifetime. So the uh, first match is Jesse Ventura and Mr. Sato against Baron Von Raschke and the Crusher. Okay. Second match is also a tag. This is a pretty tag-heavy show. Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkle against Blackjack Lanza and Blackjack Mulligan, as the Blackjacks, obviously. Okay. Uh, I already got match, the territory. Yep. Match number three, you've got uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. Match number three is uh, – Enrico Tenru and Giant Baba against Roger Kirby and Steve Regal. There's Regal popping up again. That was not intentional. Roger Kirby and Steve Regal. Yep. Match number five Ooh. is Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel against Jerry Blackwell and Ken Patera, our our favorite. That was for the uh, the the, re, the territories tag titles, and the main event for the territories uh, world heavyweight champion championship. Uh, Jumbo Sutora defended against Billy Robinson. All right, so it's AWA. You are correct. Oof. I'm going to guess. Oh, man. I'm going to guess 1987. Okay, you're a little late. This show was uh, the Veterans Memorial Arena in Green Bay, Wisconsin. On March 11th, 1984. Okay. Okay. Ooh. All right. But AWA. So you're you got three for four right now, Benny. All right. All right. This next one's a an older show. We're gonna go way back. Uh, match number one is uh, Dory Funk Sr. against Saul Wagen. Uh, excuse me, Saul Wagenhoff. Match number two is Ricky Romero against P. Y. Chung. Match number three. Bob Ellis against Sputnik Monroe. Match number four was Nick Bockwinkle against Larry Henning. And match number five was a tag title match for the, and I'll I'll give you a little bit of a hint. This was for the NWA tag titles. It was uh, Carl Von Brauner and Kurt Von Brauner defeating Dory Funk Jr. and Dory Funk Sr. in a Texas death match. Okay. So I'm going to guess for the territory, I'm going to guess Amarillo. 
Yes, sir. All right. And then for the year. Damn, damn. So, so Dory Sr. Dory, Dory Funk Jr. and Dory Funk Sr. against the Von Brauners. Seven, 1971. Oh, you are slightly off. This was, of course, you called it Amarillo, the NWA, uh, Amarillo Sports Arena, March 21st, 1968. Okay. So you're doing In the really ballpark. well so far. Yeah. This is fun. Okay, this is a... Uh, uh, I drew this one at random, so I'll <laughs> have some fun with this one. Um, match number one is the Power Ranger against D'Lo Brown. Match number two is Tracy Smothers against Bryant Anderson in an I Quit match. Match number three, Buddy Landell against the Dirty White Boy. Match number four, Cactus Jack and Tracy Smothers against Boo Bradley and Chris Candido. And match number five was for the Territories Tag Team titles, and it saw Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express defeat New Jack and Mustafa Saeed, the Gangsters. Okay. For the Territory, I'm going to say Smoky Mountain. You are correct. Okay. Damn. I'm going to say 1994. You are uh, spot on. This was their Christmas chaos, December 25th, 1994. All right. At the Civic Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. All right. Last one. Uh, I picked this one just for you. Okay. All right. Match number one, Pete Sanchez against Johnny Rods. Match two, Pat Barrett against Manuel Soto. Match number three. Antonio Inoki against Frank Monty. Match four was a tag match. Louis Serdan and Tony Parisi against Baron Cicluna and Spiros Arion. Match five, Ivan Putsky against Blackjack Lanza. Match six, Billy Graham against Dominic DiNucci. Match seven, this was a big show. Match seven, Bugsy McGraw and Ernie Ladd in a tag match against Haystacks Calhoun and Kevin Sullivan. And the main event for, I mean, I really don't have to tell you what title it's for, uh, Bruno San Martino against Ivan Koloff. Okay. I'm going to guess, and I'm going to guess that was at the Garden. Sounds yes. like a Garden card. That is uh, 100% course, a Garden card. WWWF. <laughs> the name, Correct as well. I was just listening to a Grand Wizard promo uh, actually, it was with Bugsy McGraw, and he was talking about uh, Parisi and Sir Dan. He called him Greasy Parisi and Screwy Louie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 1976. Oh, so close. So close. That was December 15th, 1975. Ah, missed it by about 16 days. You, you were off by about two weeks. That was fun. Yeah, I just digging through some old programs. We got to talking. You crushed it. I'll have to. I'll have to if we ever do that again, I'll have to get some harder ones. I think I represented myself pretty well. I think you did. And uh, I see the fans can't see, but I see you've got your background. So baseball season in full swing. Yankees are doing okay. Oh yeah, they're doing okay, but they've I mean, already blown uh, a couple of games. Yeah, I mean, as as long as the uh, umpires ignore the obvious foreign substance on Garrett Cole's hand, we'll be okay. <laughs> Maybe it's KY Joe. I've never, I'll tell you what, Benny, I've been watching baseball my whole life. I've never seen umpires 
catch a pitcher with a foreign substance, tell him to go wash it off, and then let him come back the next inning. So whatever it was. Is that what happened, really? I, I yeah, missed I mean, that. Whatever it was, I'm assuming it was probably resin or something you're allowed to have on your glove. He just may have had too much of it. Okay. But, yeah, they they uh, they drew a little heat there. He they told him to go clean up, and, and next he started the next inning. You would think that would be an automatic ejection. You, I, you know, like I said, it's it, remember the, uh, the famous pine tar home run? You know, you, you're allowed to have it just as long as you don't have too much. Right. But Wow. Yeah. I think That's it's going to be a stuff. long season, I, but but then again, I mean the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. If they win, I, I won't be so sad because they they need that. The area needs it down here. Hopefully, it keeps the team in Tampa. Yeah, well, they're they would. I I want to say they were the lowest average attendance in baseball last year. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really crappy ballpark. I mean, the only thing they have good there is the food, but it's in a very hard to reach location. And, and St. Pete, and they've been talking for years about building a stadium, and they, they need to do that. They're going to lose the team. Well, that'd be a shame. That's what uh, that's what what affected the well, I guess the Commanders now, but that's what affected the Redskins when they you know were when I was living in Maryland because I was going to school at the time. Uh, when they moved to FedEx Field, was you had uh, you know FedEx Field's impossible to get to versus RFK, right. so. You know, you, you end up losing 20,000 fans a week just because people aren't going to fight two light rails and, and an hour of traffic when, when they could they could hop on a bus and be at the stadium in 20 minutes. I would just it would be really bad for the area if, if they went to like I mean, I've heard Montreal, I've heard uh, Las Vegas, I've heard Orlando. And it's a shame because they're a they're a good organization as far as I mean, they, they they've been growing the team from the from the bottom up. The payrolls within, you know, is very reasonable considering, you know, the astronomical salaries and everything. They've done a really good job with their scouting and their, their farm system, but yeah. they just can't get people to come to the ballpark. No, I can understand that. And I, while we were talking, I looked it up because I got curious. So far this season, uh, Oakland, the A's actually have the worst attendance yeah. average in the majors so far. That, that, that's Tam- another yeah. Tampa's, uh, they're, they're, they're fifth, so... They they should be doing a lot better. They, they, there's so many nice is. locations in this in this area. They can build a nice ballpark. And if they if they build it in a good, I mean, like Field of Dreams, they build it. You know, the people will come. Uh, yeah, I really well, do they, believe that. It's a I, very where that ballpark is located in St. Pete. It yeah. is just very well, I mean, inconvenient. You you, you kind of do like uh like they have in Baltimore, which you know Camden Yards was kind of the first retro stadium, or St. Louis, or some of these parks where you know they open into the city and you get the gorgeous. There are so many sites in Tampa you could have a traditional you know uh, a retro park like Camden Yards or or St. Louis or or out out uh, you know with the Padres and and you know where they open into the city and you get the gorgeous sites, uh you know or maybe the water, who knows? I, I we'll see, but. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Benny, we've had some interesting shows in the past, but I don't think we've ever had a show that was what we got two and a half questions into the show before we had a, a, a blood feud. And our guest had had a schmoz. <laughs> it's our first schmoz. Yeah, we 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 had a legit run in. I, I didn't we did. Think that was possible. I, I still don't know how the hell the guy tapped into our uh, phone system there, but we'll find out. Yeah, I've never. I, I didn't even know we could we could take outside calls. But hey, you learn something new every day. Well, Benny, the uh, uh, I almost almost uh, reverted to myself there. But the the ori- you said the original Long Island Iced Bee 
is it I- iced B or ice B? I, I think it's ICE, like iced tea. There's a, there's a D there. But okay. I wanted to say before anybody uh, accuses me of being a, a Zack Ryder ripoff, is that people were calling me that while he was still doing jumping jacks in uh, elementary school in Merrick, Long Island. So <laughs> you, you had, like you said, you had the original. Hey, Benny, by the way, before we sign off, this is Tuesday. We have a Thursday show. Fans, listen up because we got extra extra content coming this week. And it'll be a very, very interesting show, to be sure. Very much so. So, again, for Long Island Ice B, I'm Dan Spashon. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time we're in the ring.